can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Talking Pools podcast. I'm your host, Rudy Stankwitz, and I am here with my co-host. I'm Andrea. Listen, there's some funky shit going down in the city. There's some folks out there trying to snake a slick move, throw some shade with a quick hustle, pull a sneaky maneuver, do the old switcheroo, yank a sly trick. And they're doing this with the safety of backyard swimming pools. I'm going to dive in and share it all so this way you have all the facts in front of you and you can make your own decisions, but I'm pretty sure you side with us on this one because what's going on, it just isn't right. Profits versus safety. Hear me out. The International Code Council developed a residential code that has in it the barrier requirements that we all know and love, but they put in an exception. Sadly, there are about 500 out-of-work clowns in the United States, and 499 of them are lobbying right now to get these fence exceptions pushed through. And the exception states that in the case when a swimming pool has a power cover that meets ASTM 1346 standards, that this swimming pool no longer needs to have a barrier. So it doesn't need to have a fence. It doesn't need to have a fence around the pool. It no longer requires a fence around the yard. The problem with this is that we know children like to wander, not just the child of the home, but all the children in the neighborhood are suddenly at risk if that power cover is not closed. That's the problem. I've seen a bunch of pools in neighborhoods with no fences around the yards no covers at all, or sometimes they will have covers, but they do not close. They don't keep them closed. They'll leave them open even when the pool is not in use, which is against the code. It's very dangerous. It's a lot of liability. There's a lot of kids around, you know. Not just in closing the cover, but in ensuring everything that is required to meet that ASTM 1346 standard is in place, including the correct water level, the correct water chemistry, and a multitude of other factors that that cover had to meet in order to get that certification. When these things are tested to the standard, they're tested to the exact instructions the manufacturer gives for that cover to be considered a safety cover on that swimming pool, which means at any point in time this cover is on the pool and it does not meet one of these factors, that means that that cover is no longer considered a safety cover. Okay, that's one item. We got that. Here's another problem. In my 33 years in the swimming pool industry, I have not been to one swimming pool during season that has had a power cover where the power cover has been closed. Not one. Now, I know 
folks have had different experiences where they tell me sometimes yes, sometimes no, but sometimes isn't good enough if there's no fence around the pool. That's what I'm talking about. So every time the person is done with their pool for the day, the adult steps out of the pool, they need to close that power cover in order for it to meet the code, in order for them to not be required to have that fence around the yard. What's going on, guys? Speed the pool guy, Coachella Valley Pools, daily dose, tip of the day, tip of the what? Tip of the day. Oh, cheeky dang dang. Today's tip. Something that I, we did when we were installing the pool light yesterday, um, instead of tying the rope on the light cord and pulling it through, pulling it through, and then connecting the light cord for the new light and pulling it through, that, that light wasn't working already, so we just chopped it, right? Instead, we just unscrewed it, chopped it, and then taped it right there on the spot, and then just pulled it through. So it was just one pull instead of two, like the last time. So save us some time. So that's your tip of the day. <laughs> tip of the day is courtesy of Coachella Valley Pools on Instagram. So what happens now is they get the power cover installed. They're not required to fence their yard. They leave the cover open. And guess what? No protection whatsoever. When you consider that drowning is the number one cause of accidental death for children in the age group of one to four in this country. And when you look at the two scenarios in which these drownings occur most often, number one, being left alone in a bathtub, number two, being left alone with access to the swimming pool. According to the CDC and the Consumer Product Safety Commission, fencing a pool reduces the risk of drowning for children in that age group by 88%. That's huge. Yeah, there is an incident in my neighborhood with a child that was on the spectrum that got out of her house and um, they found her in a retention pond a couple of days later. There were helicopters going across all over my neighbor or all over the neighborhood. They were over my house and stuff like that. It was that close to me. So it's just something that I think those need to be have fences around them, too. Like, I don't understand why a pool is considered an attractive nuisance and like a pond isn't as well because you know especially with a kid with special needs or even an adult with special needs they're not going to be able to or they do if they are able to maybe they just don't differentiate you know they see a pond they want to go swimming or they see a duck in it they want to play with the duck i don't know i want to play dan lens host of the tuesday with kelly and dan show and myself met with the government relations team for the Pool and Hot Tub Association. The folks that are riding herd on getting this code passed in different states have successfully had the code passed in 49 states. So that's right, 49 residential pool codes state specifically that if this power cover is installed, that that fence is no longer required. Not a fence around the pool, not a fence around the yard. So when we questioned the government relations team, they came back and said, listen, the reason we pushed forward with this, power pool cover companies came to us 
and said, we want these exceptions to be in the code. Duh. No kidding. No shit. They want this stuff in the code. No doubt. They stand to make a profit. How ethical is that? You tell me. I don't believe any trade association should lobby with the people who will directly make a profit from the results of them lobbying. So there was this one pool that I had where the landscapers were unplugging the pump because it ran across the uh, ran across the grass. So they would unplug the cover pump and then just not plug it back in just because, you know, they didn't understand the importance of it. But there was probably like five to six inches of water on the top of that cover, which someone could easily drown in. Let me share this with you. This comes directly from Service Industry News, and it explains exactly what's going on and the involvement of the companies that are indeed lobbying with representatives of the Pool and Hot Tub Association in order to have government agencies accept these exceptions to the barrier code. What it says here is that the PHTA staff and members participated in a call with the North Central Texas Council of Government Plumbing and Mechanical Advisory Board on April 19th. The board had previously voted to remove the exceptions to the barrier requirements, an exception that is in the International Swimming Pool and Spa Code for the residential code. This language allows spas and hot tubs with lockable safety covers and pools with powered safety covers, each complying with the ASTM 1346 standard that we spoke about a moment ago, to be accepted from the barrier requirements of the ISPSC. Removing this exception would require pools, spas, and hot tubs in this case in all Dallas jurisdictions, to be surrounded by a fence or other structure. Among other consequences, PHTA Senior Manager of Codes and External Standards, Nicholas Capiza, Master Spas, Nathan Coelho, and Michael Shebeck of Automatic Pool Covers presented on the success of their products, which convinced that board to overturn their earlier vote to remove the exceptions. Nicholas Capiza with the PHTA has gone and got this code accepted in 49 states. That's 49 states where you don't have to have a fence around the pool, providing you have a power cover that meets this code or on a, around a spa if you have a latching spa cover. Both are problematic. Just as I have never seen a power cover closed during season, I have never seen a safety cover for a spa, a latchable safety cover for a spa in place and latched. No one goes into more backyards with swimming pools in this country than swimming pool service people. That's a fact. Pool service technicians are in more backyards in this country with swimming pools than any other vocation on the planet. Why didn't they ask us? Oh, I know. Because if the fence is there, there's no reason to buy the cover 
unless there's that exception. How, let me ask you this. How easy is it to sell a spa if you don't have to have a $6,000 fence put up around the yard on top of the cost of the spa? Don't tell me that there's nothing in this for these folks. Profit, profit, profit outweighs safety, and it shouldn't. Not in a building code for swimming pools that is supposed to be designed to make swimming pools safer. Are we so money hungry that we don't mind making swimming pools less safe for children, not just the children in the house, again, the children in the neighborhood. Now, when Dan and I spoke with the government relations team and they shared this information to us that this was driven mainly by the power cover companies and the portable spa manufacturers, immediately, immediately this stunk worse than the backside of a chimpanzee who just found a way to get into Taco Bell the night before. And who's going to pay the price? children. Honestly, I hate the covers. They're a nuisance for me. They're a nuisance. I don't like them. I would much rather see a safety fence around every pool. Now, immediately what was brought up into our faces, hey, you know what? These exceptions are in line with the Consumer Product Safety Commission's barrier guidelines for residential swimming pools. Bullshit. When you look at the Consumer Product Safety Commission site and you go to the portion where it speaks about barrier requirements, what it says is that all swimming pools should be completely surrounded by a barrier. It does say that the back side of the house is permitted to be one side of the barrier, and then you can have a three-sided fence around that, so up to the back wall. But it also states that in this scenario, the back doors to the home open directly into the pool area, and in that instance, it would be good to add a power cover as well as having the existing barrier requirements, not instead of. They're playing games with the wording. They're putting children in jeopardy. Nerds! I wanted to nerd out on a little bit of chemistry with you guys here today. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about is sodium bicarbonate, also known as baking soda, popular use in swimming pools to raise the total alkalinity will also raise the pH slightly. This we know, but I wanted to throw out some questions and then we're going to come back around and answer them. Get your thoughts on it. We've been playing around with these a little bit. First question, when can baking soda be added to pool water to lower pH? Second question, what would cause sodium bicarbonate when added to pool water to raise neither the pH or the total alkalinity. Third question. Adding calcium chloride and sodium bicarbonate at the same time would cause a reaction producing what? So let's roll back around to the first one. When can baking soda be added to pool water to lower pH? Don't blow up my email just yet. Hear me out. Baking soda is an amphoteric species, which means different circumstances, it can be a base or an acid. Let me explain. If 
the pH is less than 8.3, which is the pH of baking soda, sodium bicarbonate, and you were to add sodium bicarbonate into the water, the baking soda would draw the pH upward toward 8.3, the pH of the baking soda. However, if the pH of the water was greater than 8.3 and baking soda was added, that sodium bicarbonate, baking soda, would then lower the pH toward 8.3. Of course, in either instance, the addition of sodium bicarbonate is going to increase the total alkalinity. The next question was, what would cause sodium bicarbonate to raise neither pH or total alkalinity? The answer to that one would be a body of water where the, where the pH was less than 4.5. At a pH of less than 4.5, any bicarbonate added to the water would immediately convert to carbonic acid, and neither the pH or total alkalinity would increase. The practical application here would be on a no-drain acid wash, where they did happen to get the pH down below that 4.5 mark, in which case there we would use sodium carbonate to raise the pH at least until we were above the 4.5. At that point, then if you wanted to go with sodium bicarbonate, have at it. Finally, what's the problem in adding calcium chloride and sodium bicarbonate at the same time into a swimming pool? Well, in doing this, you're going to cause a chemical reaction and four different things are going to be produced. First, a little bit of salt which in a swimming pool, you're really not going to notice. A little bit of water, which again, in a swimming pool, you won't notice. A bunch of carbon dioxide and a ton of calcium carbonate. But wait, that's not all. A lot of these are going to go on to have additional reactions to follow. For example, the salt, the sodium chloride will go on, on to dissociate into sodium, which is an element, and chloride, which is an element. Carbon dioxide will react with the water to form carbonic acid. The carbonic acid in an equilibrium reaction will lose a hydrogen ion, which will contribute to the hydrogen ion activity of that solution. Of course, pH is the measurement of the hydrogen ion activity of a solution, but measured in converse, meaning the lower the pH, the greater the hydrogen ion activity, the higher the pH, the lower the hydrogen ion activity. So in adding to the hydrogen ion activity of the body of water, we would cause the pH to dip, but carbonic acid is H2CO3. By losing a hydrogen ion, we're left with HCO3, which is bicarbonate, which will increase the total alkalinity. Water is water. It's going to have some side reactions, but for the most part, the water in the pool is still going to be water. Water is both a compound and a molecule, which makes it kind of unique, but it's not really going to change a heck of a lot. Calcium carbonate, that will turn the entire pool milky white until that is either filtered out or precipitates to the floor of the pool. How long it stays milky white, it's going to depend on what style of filter you have, how good the filter is, and how good the circulation is. The calcium carbonate will eventually undergo a reaction with the water and form calcium hydroxide. So those are the reactions in baking soda and calcium chloride added to a body of water at the same time. Don't do it. 
do it on a different trip. Why risk it? I know of a whole bunch of people who like to take shortcuts from time to time and have one point in time or another come to me and said, hey, Rudy, I turned the pool milky white. Listen, let me tell you why. I didn't want to make additional trips back and forth to my truck. So I took a bucket. I put in my dose of calcium hypochlorite, which again, now we have calcium which is really in the calcium chloride, the part that's reacting with the bicarbonate. So my calcium hypochlorite into a bucket, I added my bicarb dose on top of it. Nothing happened. But when I threw it into the pool, all of a sudden, the entire thing turned white like milk. Don't be that guy. Don't be that gal. Don't do that. If you're going to add a calcium-based product and sodium bicarbonate or a calcium-based product and sodium carbonate, Give it some time in between doses. Definitely don't be an idiot and add one right on top of another or put any two chemicals ever in the same bucket. Poor form. You know better than that. Come on. I know nobody that listens to this podcast would ever do such a thing. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Do you remember when chlorine and acid were impossible to find during the pandemic? The, the only place that anybody seemed to have anything was Leslie's. Did you know that they sell wholesale to the trade? I use that program. The Leslie's Pro program. So there's about 900 of those locations all over the country now. It, well, I didn't know that. That's a lot. They don't keep banker's hours. Then they're open a little bit later into the night and they're open Saturdays and Sundays. But they sell retail. Don't they have their own installers? So does the largest wholesale distributor of pool supplies in the country. They purchase that large chain of retail stores, but also service, installation, and repairs now. I know Leslie's doesn't do service because I know several pool companies, self-included, that were part of the Pro Partner Program, which can provide Leslie's pros with customer referrals for weekly cleanings and chemical maintenance to you. If any of our listeners are interested in becoming a pro partner or the best wholesale pricing Leslie's can offer, visit your local Leslie's retail location or email commercial at lesl.com. Commercial at lesl.com. Okay, cool. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. 
Jack's Magic Products is your industry leader in identifying, removing, and preventing stains. How? With a range of high-performance, eco-friendly products, keeping pools safe, clean, and ready to use all year round. The Jack's Magic 3-Step Program is a quick and effective way to remove stains and scaling. First, we identify the problem, then our top quality products will remove the discoloration. Finally, our preventative solutions will keep your pool looking like new for much longer. Get helpful tips and check out our product catalog today at jacksmagic.com. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. The average land-based predator like a bear can swim at about six miles an hour. A great white shark can cruise at a mind-blowing 25 miles an hour. Even an Olympic swimmer would be at a significant disadvantage in the water with a predatory beast such as a shark or a bear. But imagine what they're dealing with is the swimming speed of a supernatural entity. From the creators of the 2014 short film of the same name, Night Swim, a movie that delves deep into these vulnerabilities and prevents the horrifying fun facts about water's dangers, even within the confines of a chlorinated pool, horror masters James Wan and Jason Blum under Atomic Monster and Blumhouse Productions have joined forces as producers with Universal Pictures, securing the distribution rights of Night Swim. Release date currently January 5th, 2024. Director Bryce McGuire. Cast is Nancy Lenahan, Wyatt Russell, Jody Lang, Ben Sinclair, Kerry Condon. I hope this is a good flick. I'm excited. I saw the trailer. Take a look at it. It looks pretty good. Special guest Kelly Clancy from Tuesdays with Kelly and Dan on the Talking Pools podcast, our Tuesday show. So, Kelly, what do you think about all that fence nonsense? I think it's bullshit. <laughs> no. Can you elaborate Honestly, on that? In my opinion, <laughs> there should always be two barriers. It doesn't. So one, in my opinion, should always be a fence. Because, and I'm not meaning like a yard fence. I'm meaning a fence around the pool that is not accessible by anyone below the height of what? Four feet. Um, that That's a good. Because, you know, this eliminates the need for a yard fence. Also. Okay, think about all the areas that don't have yard fences. There's lots of them. I learned that from HGTV. You know, one of my favorite shows is House Hunters. And I've seen a lot of these properties that they're exploring within the country or Canada that have no yard fences. Like, it's just not part of the real estate, I guess. Here in California, we have yard fences around every yard, but then we don't want anybody in our yards. But you can have a yard fence. Because Californians... Because Californians are so friendly. Hey, we're pretty friendly. We're not that bad. You know, but 
a yard fence can always you can have the you can have the gate open because you are bringing things into the backyard. You can have the gate open because you're doing construction or home improvements or you have a party. And I get like if you have a party, a lot of times they do have the pool fence open, but there's a bunch of people around to supervise. My concern is if that if they are able to get past that yard fence, which is usually pretty easy from a string or a wire or just reaching over, you can still get into the yard. Hey, some adults can't get through the security fence we put around pools because of the combination of pulling and pushing. Um, I come from a special ed background. I worked with a lot of autistic kids and other disabilities. And yes, just like a typical child, they get out. Like, but we need to have those barriers because they can get into the yard and they can get into the pool. And that's a liability. Yes, I get they should not be in those yards, but it happens. And unfortunately, when you're a special needs child or adult, you may not have the skills to swim or get yourself out of the pool. Same thing goes for elderly who are dementia or Alzheimer's. They don't necessarily have the memory of how to get out of these pools. So that's where I come from is, is that background, knowing that this happens. There were times I had one family, three kids on the spectrum, all different severities. We had to lock ourselves in the house. And what I mean by that is the key padlock was on the inside of the door. We had to take keys to unlock the door to get out. It, we had two occasions where kids got out and there's three of us in that home trying to make sure everything's okay. And one of the child children had a habit of going towards water, which scared us shitless. Another child had a habit of going into other people's yards, meaning he climbed their yard fence, which they extended another three feet to try to prevent this and still got into other people's yards. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and, and you know more than I do, it is a trait of children on the spectrum yes. to wander. Yes. Is that correct? And it's not uncommon to find them in yes. the neighbor's yard. So these fences not only protect the kids that live in the home of the people with the pool, but also the other yes. children in the neighborhood. Correct? So when you said bullshit, was that your opinion as a pool professional? A special ed teacher All three. or a mom? Bullshit. I love <laughs> and that it. coming for me, you know. I think it's bullshit <laughs> as well. saying that, I usually try to be very, you know, proper and politically correct and think about what I say. But I that think you is nailed it. exactly how I feel coming from all three perspectives. Hey, I think you know my, my in-laws, so, they got an above ground pool when they lived here and I was married. And I want to say Max was around the age of two. And it was above ground pool. They're like, oh, you know, we'll just move the um, ladder. We'll lift the ladder so he can't get in. 
And my son gravitated towards water. We are camping. I have to be on his ass the whole time because he's going to the lake. And them having that pool and keeping the ladder in but pushing it up scared me shitless. And they're like, well, we'll lock the doors, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, because ultimately, no matter what you do, he can go into that yard somehow, pull that ladder down and get in. But he can't swim. He didn't know how to swim at the time. He doesn't know how to go straight for the ladder to get back out. And so coming and that at that time, I was a pool professional and all the horror stories I had scared me to death. To where my kids, I want to say Max was four, Michael was one. One of their babysitters got certified in teaching swim lessons. And I made, and I paid the extra money every day for them to get lessons for 20 minutes a day. And to me, 20 minutes is plenty because keeping that attention and practicing is limited. There's, when you look at an education perspective, you only learn for a certain amount of time and the rest needs to be review because otherwise you won't obtain all of it. So swimming lessons are yeah. super important. That's but you can't guarantee that but so the special needs children keeping the kid from getting right. To the but like with special needs, like they have especially autism is such a wide spectrum. Some of those levels of intelligence because of the disability doesn't allow them to really learn that. And that's not just autism. It's, it's multiple different types of disabilities. And so for me being a homeowner and my, my personal, what would it be called? Sorry, I can't think of it right now, but I would have guilt if someone drowned in my pool. Oh, I would never sleep at night. Even though I, had a gate. Yeah, I have a yard gate. They shouldn't get in there, but it happens. So me, when I had service and even today with me doing repairs, I tell every homeowner to put a lock on their outside gate. Like I wish they would all have fences inside around the pool as well, but at minimum put a, put a padlock on there so they can't open it. The the only way they're getting in there is if they climb it, but this is surely going to be a battle and a conversation that goes on and on. And I think you, like myself, like Dan, like Andrea, like everybody here, we're in Mm -hmm. this for the long haul. We're here until we get the change that we're looking for. Until pools can be safe. Keeping this this, I go to a lot of new build pools. My business is around at the moment, new build. Inspectors come to check the safety barriers, right? And currently where I live, it's two barriers, whatever that is. If it's a yard fence and alarms and alarms on the pool, a safety fence, that's just how it is right now. As soon as that inspection's done, those alarms that they put on their doors or on the pool, they're selling on Facebook or uh, Craigslist because they don't need them anymore. They pass their inspection. 
they don't see the value in these safety items. And if the power cover eliminates the need for the fencing, there's no fence. They're not going to use that power cover like everybody thinks okay, let's they're say, going Let's say to. they keep the cover on all the time, like supposedly they're going to do. They don't always have that pump. Or what if the pump's not working? Did you know that you can drown in two inches of water? You're talking about the submersible huh? pump. You're talking about the submersible pump for the yes, top of the cover, it takes correct? two inches of water for someone to drown. That's mm-hmm. a scary thought. And that is another reason why a cover by itself is not the ultimate save-all. I And I totally get with these safety fences, people keep the, the gates open. Sometimes they start wearing down and people don't replace it. Well, they need to. They need to replace it as it gets destroyed by the weather over time, making sure everything's nice and tight and hooked. They need to do that as a responsible homeowner. But a safety cover, the way I look at it is most of the time when I see safety covers that are on, there's no pump on top. And I live where there's good amount of rain when we finally have it. Last season, we had a lot of it. And if you don't have that pump on there, okay, you have it. They're not going to drown because they, they fell in eight feet, but they're going to drown because they fell and they were stuck and they couldn't get out and they got tired and they're going to drown in that two inches. Anything that will cover your nose and your mouth, you can drown. So everybody, there you have it. Kelly Clancy, pool professional, mother of two, ex, ex special ed teacher. Terrifying. Terrifying. Well, we went from bullshit to terrifying. I don't think bullshit ever went away. I think we added terrifying on top of that. So this is some terrifying bullshit. Agreed? <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on Friday from the Tuesday show. We love having you. We will catch you on Tuesday. See you then. We've established a group on Facebook, Pool Pros Against, the exceptions in this code. There's about 200 of us so far. We've begun a campaign where we're contacting legislators, both county and state, asking them to remove the exceptions from the code. Why this route? Well, Initially, we were told that we had to petition the PHTA in order to have them put in for the code change that would happen in three years. In my opinion, three years is way too long. Three years of unprotected swimming pools in this country is way too long. But we went for their process anyway knowing that we would lobby eventually ourselves. After writing our change requests, Dan and myself immediately both received notices from the Pool and Hot Tub Association, which read, The PHTA Code Action Committee, CAC, appreciates your submittal to modify the 2027 International Swimming Pool and Spa Code. After careful consideration, the CAC has decided that your proposal did not 
have the requisite industry consensus needed for inclusion in the package of proposals to be submitted to the International Code Council on behalf of the PHDA. As you may be aware, any interested third party may submit code change proposals through the ICC portal. That's at cdpaccess.com. Instructions for creating the necessary login, blah, 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 horseshit, horseshit, horseshit. Listen, they don't want to do it because there are their exceptions. And like we mentioned before, this is serving only to make swimming pools less safe for children. I've also come across... Um, it was this one particular pool that was a brand new build and you and I actually talked to Rob Romano about it and I was asking him what he, what his thoughts were from the, uh, smooth, what is it? Smooth move, smooth, the smooth move. Is that what it's called? Smooth finishes. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, we talked to Rob about it and he was saying, he was saying that, you know, the, it's got everything's got a gas off. I mean, we all know that the chlorine has to gas off. We all know that, but the pH also has to fucking go somewhere. Uh, oh, sorry, the pH also has to go somewhere. You know that stuff has to all. So it just it badly affected my chemistry in the pool and caused a major scaling issue to where it felt like I was. I actually walked across the sun shelf so that I could get to vacuum. I could get to a. Uh, a better angle to vacuum. And I felt like I was cutting my feet on the surface. And then I had to like, I ended up fixing it. But I think the cover was a lot of reason for that. So I had to leave it open so that I didn't have glass forming in the, and on the surface of the pool is what it felt like. Anyway, so yeah, there was a lot, there's a lot of issues with the covers is with chemistry with all kinds of things. So that's why I prefer not having them. Um, well, we're, oh, next week we're going to be in Fort Lauderdale is how I pronounce it because Rudy doesn't know how to say it. Fort Lauderdale. Anyway, um, yeah, we're going to be down there. Oh, God. (laughs) It's not a pool and spa expo. Anyway. It's the Gold Coast IPSA, IPSA Gold Coast chapter, the Independent Pool and Spa Super Association. (laughs) (laughs) The Seminole Classic Casino, because Rudy doesn't know where the hell he's actually going. The Seminole Classic Casino. It's next to the Hard Rock. (laughs) And we have a tattoo contest. Well, when Rudy's there, we will, there's always a risk of us getting kicked out. Bye. Listen to our other shows. Have fun. You know, all the things. We love you guys. Come see us. Hashtag the tattoos. Do it. Until next time. Be good. Bye. 
Be safe. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 